A successful life is about reinvention. It is a continuous journey with twists and turns. And today's guest, Leslie Jane Seymour, shares some of the twists and turns that she's taken along the way. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. And this is your host, Lorraine Ball. My guest today is Leslie Jane Seymour. She is a media entrepreneur and one of the industry's most respected leaders. If you have read any fashion magazine in the last few years, you've probably read something that she's been involved in, having had leadership roles with Glamour, Marie Claire, and most recently as the editor-in-chief of Moore Magazine. But today, Leslie is doing something different. Leslie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am too, because you are now off to a new adventure, the Covey Club. Yes. And what's fun about it is, is taking the idea of what print magazines were all about, which was building a community, although be it a flat one, because you couldn't reach out and touch anybody, and then trying to turn it into a live community. And so that's kind of what's fun. It's experimental, it's new, and it's using the digital age in a whole new way. So many of the people that listen to our show have made that leap from a steady paycheck and a corporate job to the life of an entrepreneur. What advice would you have to someone who is making that jump? Well, the number one thing is you have to be prepared financially because it it, it ain't going to be the same, let me tell you. And the first few years of getting the business up and rolling, it was two years of me sitting at my kitchen table by myself, which I did not realize, and plotting it out and making it happen and finding designers and loading the site. And the weird, the, the most interesting thing about coming from corporate is what I call the change in momentum. What happens, and I've been an executive in corporate many, many times. I ran many magazines as editor-in-chief. And basically, if you think of corporate as a rushing stream and you just parachute in, you dive in, you start rowing, you bring your whole team, and it keeps going. On Saturday, when you close the door, the stream is still rushing. When you're doing your own thing, the stream stops. <laughs> if, you don't, if you're not sitting down working on the stream, there's no stream. It is the weirdest revelation I ever had of self-motivation. And so when we finally launched a year ago um, on Valentine's Day in 18, mm-hmm. I was so happy to have momentum back because there was something going on and people to respond to and customers to respond to. It is it's hard. And you also have to be prepared financially. I mean, it is, you know, you're doing a lot of this for love, not money in the beginning. And uh, you're hoping for money in the end, but you know, you don't know which way it's going to go. So, you know, I can so totally relate. I, when I left my corporate gig, I had actually, I thought I had planned ahead. I had a client lined up before I, before I left. Oh, that's great. Good. I had that client because it was a long time before I got that next one. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, you know, and it's hard when you've been in corporate and now you're going to consumer facing. I mean, I always was a consumer oriented editor, but I never had to sell one-on-one to consumers. And it's very different being in the, you know, 
in this, I now consider myself in the sort of hospitality business, which is, you know, everything you do, you need to respond to. And I'm a perfectionist and you don't want to make any mistakes, but you also have no staff. And so mistakes happen and in digital mistakes happen. We just ran a big promotion for this big event that we're having in November. It's a spa retreat um, in Arizona. And we had people sign up in two different places. And what we didn't realize is the the place on our site was just going to a list and it wasn't feeding into the main master list. So we thought we were done with the early signups. And then a friend of mine said, I never heard back from you. I go and I look. I mean, the good news is there were 12 other people on that list. The bad news is I didn't realize it was sitting there by itself and all these people thought they were signing up and they weren't. So those are the crazy, awful things. And you're like, oh, you feel like such a jerk. And you know what you have to do as a as a new entrepreneur is you just say, look, I'm really sorry. You know, we didn't get back to you sooner. We'll still give you the early bird rate. I feel terrible. You know, and 99% of the people are like, that's fine. That's great. And then there's always somebody whose nose is out of joint. And you're just not going to make them happy. And, and that's kind of the bummer. But the good news is you just sort of move on. You say, okay, well, then I have to find another customer who's going to be more forgiving. I think that's one of the hardest things to get used to when you switch from that corporate role to the entrepreneur role. It's hard not to take everything personal. Well, because there's no, there's nothing between you and the customer. So you can't blame it on your stupid boss anymore because you're the stupid boss, <laughs> right? So it's all on you. You screw up you screw up. That's the way it goes. And you have to forgive yourself. You have to be much more forgiving of yourself, especially with technology. Technology, mm-hmm. the interesting thing is, and this I learned when even when I was in corporate, because I launched a lot of websites when I was in corporate, is it's really a paper tiger. It's like a car that you open up the hood and you think it's got an engine in there and it's all paper. Yeah. It's really not what we think it I'm shocked that more things don't work. You know, in corporate, sometimes I think mistakes get like magnified because you're, you know, you're terrified of what your boss is going to think. Oh, yeah. And on the internet, I love and hate it. A lot of times it's like a sandcastle at the edge of the beach. That's right. And, you know, it was, it was a big deal a minute ago and now something else happens and the news cycle flips and. Yes, yes. Right. And either that's good or bad. (laughs) Like if you're in trouble, it's good because the channel changes. I mean, this is what our political system waits for. They're like, okay, this is horrible. I'm being, you know, but in 24 hours, some other awful thing is going to take over and I can just, you know, slink away without anybody knowing. But the weirdest thing is too, and, and this hits to your business, is that you think you are blaring with a you know foghorn about what you're doing, and what the customer hears is a mouse scratching out, scratching in the corner of a room. That is so incredibly true. I had a, one of my advertising folks once say to me that just about the time that you think you're going to rip your ears off if you hear the ad one more time. People are finally noticing it. Yeah. So it's funny, but it's also, we we are so overwhelmed and the fire hose of content out there and the fire hose of stuff coming at you, good and bad, is so overwhelming that it's hard, you know, it's hard to maintain your perspective and it's hard to maintain that voice. And I think today, you know, what you and I do, the key is... You've got to have a crystal clear voice. You have to know who you are. You cannot 
waiver because that is the only way that people are going to hear you. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about the Covey Club. Tell me about your new venture, what you're trying to do with coffee and conversation salons online. Okay. So the idea is we always in print magazines talked about our community of people that we had pulled together because they were subscribers to the same thing and they kind of shared a mindset. But we never, ever got involved with them, really. We, you know, you'd sell them other, a t-shirt or a cup or a, you know, whatever. But you never really made a community. So my crazy BHAG, um, any entrepreneur knows you're, you have to have a BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. I want to connect 100,000 women around the world who are like us, like-minded women. And Covey is a small group of birds. The idea was to be small. Um, as opposed to the giant, giant, giant things out there. Um, I want to be intimate and I want us to really get to know each other. And the ultimate goal is to have Covey chapters in like every major city and every state and then in the major countries around the world where you can get off an airplane and open up your app. We have a Covey Connect app now, which we're just launching, which is really exciting. And it geolocates for you and you can find four Covey people in, around you and say, hey, I've got Tuesday um, drinks open. Anybody want to have a glass of wine? And you will meet an interesting woman just like you for business or for friendship or both. And that's the kooky, crazy idea. I love that. And the way that we do things is we do things by virtual learning. I have Coffee and Conversation, which is our webinars where we get together and we discuss everything from how to find the perfect bra. Bras are driving me insane. Um, and we got incredible tips to how to, how to make your LinkedIn page work for you better. I found this LinkedIn ninja. And I broadcast them over the Zoom network. You can be anywhere in the world and people are. They're in Lithuania, Australia. They're all over the country and we all get together to discuss these things. I have original content, which is just like the magazine. All my readers came with me and there are how-to stories, you know, how to um, beat a down market in real estate, you know, if you're going to be downsizing or trying to help your kid get their first apartment, all the way to essays about, you know, the moments in life that we're having right now. And then I have a podcast that's focused just on reinvention. It's called Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour. And we look at reinvention from every angle, from the angle of how do you get funding to people who are reinventing themselves through health issues or through a bad marriage or through um, leaving sexual or, or domestic violence. We really talk about every kind of reinvention that you can imagine. We're talking mainly to women in their late 30s onward because I feel like too much attention is paid to the millennials. I have two lovely millennials, but there is the rest of the world here too. And we have $1 trillion, or, I'm sorry, $19 trillion in spending power. And we're virtually ignored. And that's a huge market and a huge opportunity for those of us who don't want to ignore us. Awesome. Leslie, this has been so, so cool. This is such great info. I cannot believe we are out of time. Oh my God, quick. <laughs> yeah, it does go by fast. We are going to have a link to the Covey Club from the show notes. You'll be happy to know I have just signed up. Great. And 
If people want to know more, they'll be able to go to the Covey Club. They'll learn more about you. And I would really encourage all of our listeners to dive around the website, look at all the information. There's a ton of really great stuff there. And we're very, very focused. Women 40 plus, um, entrepreneurial, and who have decided they are not done. I'm definitely one of those women. Thank you again for being part of the show, Leslie. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about marketing and entrepreneurial activities, be sure to look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.